so it's it's been a while since we've seen you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning back in if you've tuned out. Uh, thanks to our six li- listeners and three that have reached out. But uh, hopefully you're okay for being in it for the long run because I think we got either a two-parter, one hour each, or a long two-hour episode. Either way, let's get, get it, it on. <laughs> wow, that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not We're going to sing together. Oh. I haven't seen that yet. That's what? actually a really good movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, you're, you're wasting, yeah. it's incredible. No, I haven't seen it. I, it's on my queue, but it's also like three hours long. If you like Boiler Room, you'll it love is. this. It's, no, it's, it's the looks, same yeah, script. It's really yeah, good. no, it looks like that. It looks like that. <laughs> but it's, um, it's I didn't really know it was well actually done. written from the same guy. Did not know that. Really? It, yeah. it, really? From Boiler Room? Yeah, the guy. Oh, it's based on you mean yeah. that whatever his name is. Right. Jordan, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Really? The I, guy know that. I know that. Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort, yeah. But is it a book he wrote? That the somebody, I think somebody it wrote like, it. And Boiler Room him. was based off that. But Boiler Room was based off the... Out, like the what it's like, what it, No, like what it's like to be a broker working for him. And the Michael Brentley character is supposed to be Jordan oh, Belfort, okay, who's you. kind of in the background. Got you with Whereas that. DiCaprio is actually playing him. I but, picked him out myself. Oh. Yeah. Who who plays him? That actor? Was, uh, Thomas, Thomas Everett Scott. Everett Scott, yeah. I am so he's supposed to be Belfort. Gotcha. Interesting. That's now I have to see both movie. of them back to it's back. It's a phenomenal movie, movie and you're going to yeah. love Wall Street, too. Dude, Wolf of Wall Street was really good. Is it's it? Really so good. who's the werewolf? I am. Because you know there was a movie called The Wolves of Wall Street that came out like 10 years of ago. Wolf Street? Oh, we're making fun of people's... Rolf Street? Speech impediments now. <laughs> I see how Mario Zamoran, Ten music, <laughs> likes to handle people's impediments. The Wolves of Wall Street was a movie that came out already. It's probably going to keep about it's about stockbrokers stockbrokers that are werewolves. That sounds a lot more interesting <laughs> than anything Leo's in. You know, it'd be cool to take cool. classic novels and add zombies to them. That'd be cool. neat. Who has Dude, someone needs uh, to try that? Yeah, we should do that. Or uh, the, Jesus oh, is a superhero. I got one. I got one. Pride, prejudice. Hold on, wait for it. And zombies. Mm. Have they done That's Jesus superhero novels right yet? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ superhero. <laughs> Instead of superstar. <laughs> No, I, I saw something. There was a new one I saw. I Oh, so the other day, I haven't been in a long time, and I realized how disconnected I am from uh, things. Uh, I was coming up San Pedro for some reason or another, and I stopped in Alien Worlds. Oh, nice. Right? Uh, and I hadn't been into a comic book store in probably a couple of years. Yeah. So it was cool. I walked in, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I forgot what it was like. Like, the smell even. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like the smell of, like, the new books and... You know all the toys and overpriced shit. You know all that, and like they actually had, um, they have. I saw it online somewhere by accident, but they have a Alien Queen toy. Have you seen that? It's like a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's just the Busters of the whole thing. No, no, it's like a like an action figure. Oh wow! You know what I mean? It's got like the the even like it's got like the pussy eggs like attached to it, like everything. Um, But it's like a hundred and twenty bucks, and I was like, you know, it's weird because. You know, probably 10 years ago, that might have been on my wish list of things yeah. I wanted for Christmas. And I was like, that's really cool, but I have boxes of shit that I can't even take out because I have nowhere yeah. to put them. Well, it's hindsight. Um, it's hindsight but, uh, and wisdom now. But, I mean, it was a lot of cool stuff. It was really cool uh, being back in there. And, like, I didn't, I was broke at that moment as I am today. So if I'm broke, maybe not broke You're next week, broke. Yeah. I might go in there and pick up a couple <laughs> of graphic novels. Yeah. But it was really cool. And I remember when I walked in that the girl that was over at the counter was very polite. Like, I didn't talk to her, but she was like, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? You know? She and greeted you. She, she was a greeter. Me, which is nice in any place, but specifically a, 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 comic a, book store. a genre place, you know? Like, yeah. Because a lot of times you go in those places, and if you're not like in some guy with a trench coat having a conversation <laughs> about, um, you know, back issues, then they really don't pay attention to you. But yeah. it was nice that she acknowledged me. And there was a girl there looking for something for like a niece or a sister or something. Mm-hmm. And she was being really helpful, helping her. I was being nosy and eavesdropping. And she's been really helpful. And I was like, that's really cool. Because a lot of times, again, even like, They're you know, or CD exchange type places, you go in there and they're like, mm, mm. And like they're yeah. not like interested. Like, you work in a fucking CD place, man. Like, yeah. this isn't high fidelity. You're not Jack Black. <laughs> like, be fucking nice to people when they ask you for yeah. stupid movies. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of times you get that kind of vibe where they're kind of like, <laughs> 
You're looking for really. Okay. You know, think, think really? back. Think back to high school. Did you ever step foot in Hermes when it used to exist? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hermes was where uh, what do you call it? Guitar Center is now, right? Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, it was a Wieners. I actually bought there, my. Right? I actually bought my first Fender when it was still Hermes. Oh yeah, yeah. Were they helpful or were they like, oh no, kid, let me show you how to play, and then they steal it from you for ten minutes and noodle. <laughs> No, they kind of left me alone. People never really bugged me there. But what, what I remember was wherever Sam Ash is now, wasn't that called something else before that, too? Uh, it was Mars Music. Mars when it was music. Mars, those yeah. guys... And like before that, it was service merchandise. They were <laughs> they were openly the anti-Hermes because they were like yeah. super cool and you can play anything and yeah. plug in and we'll help you and we'll just totally be... Like their marketing scheme for their place was we're nothing like right. all the other places. And it worked. Yeah. But, but then it didn't work suddenly and now they're Sam Ash. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I bought my. Well, that's the, when I bought my guitar, my my beauty, my uh, ESP M1000. Uh-huh. Was when Mars was closing down, and I got it for half off. I got yeah. it for seven hundred bucks. I, I think the problem with, and I don't like, say I don't know, I don't get into the economics of these things because I don't know, I don't know anyone that works there. But I think the problem you run into with places like that, like you know, big chain musical instrument places, is that there's not really a enough of a market for it. Like you're selling like high-end stuff like there's you know they have a wall of guitars there's like at the bottom there's a $50 guitar and at the mm-hmm. top there's a $4,000 like no one's gonna buy the $4,000 you know no one's gonna <laughs> yeah. buy that that's yeah. for show yeah like no one's gonna buy it's the fucking alien queen at the combo well, no store. but like, that's no the one's thing, gonna buy that you know who's gonna and buy it people that are passing through to go to a gig because they're not gonna play in San but yeah but, but that's what i'm saying that might be their month right there like we sold that fucking guitar with three yeah. fucking necks on it and a fucking dragon with dragon breath you know like but that's not like yeah. you know what i mean like the the average I'm, I'm guessing i'm guessing so you feel free to correct me musicians out there but the average musician is going to get new strings occasionally buy a new guitar get new pedals sell some old ones Drum buy some you know st- maintenance Right, right. It's right. like it's like a car lot. That's the same reason why car lots are beyond me. I mean, I guess they make money because there's zillions of them, but you think like as many car lots as there are, mm-hmm. how many people you know that buy new cars enough that you would think like, wow, that's a lot of fucking cars. Yeah. Most most you know most cars you own for what three, four, five years, and it's maintenance. You're buying tires. You're getting oil changes. You're mm-hmm. not. Well, I need an old chain, so I'm gonna buy a new car. The same thing, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not gonna like, oh, I need a new guitar string, so I'm gonna buy a new fucking. Dude, guitar. that's where I'm at with like, with my guitar because it's got a, fl- a floating Floyd Rose tremolo, I don't know, and I'm I don't scared know. to death because okay, so when you take the that strings off, awful. when you take the strings off, the 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 tremolo falls into the body unless yeah. you actually put something in there to catch it. What's, and I'm so what's scared a tremolo to do it. for our listeners? Yeah, the tremolo for, is okay. So for me, I don't Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar. What does he do? He throws up and dies. The whammy, the whammy bar. <laughs> <laughs> what? He throws up and dies on it. <laughs> he lights his guitar on fire, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very that's practical. Not what, that's not yeah. what happens. No. Okay. So I thought that was a wah pedal that you just did. Well, I mean, he uses a cross between a wah pedal and the floating tre- or the tremolo. Oh, the little stick. The stick. That, yeah, the whammy bar. Yeah, the whammy bar. You've got a hole for yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I that took one. it off because that's a terrible, terrible thing it's to have on a guitar. Thing ever. No, I love whammy bars. We're we're actually here in uh, Rick's pad, and I'm looking at his wall of guitars, which is an impressive collection of a Fender Stratocaster, the classic one from Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. A nice red Sparta. Mexican Strat. He's got a uh, Les Les Paul Epiphone. Which is fantastically beautiful, beautiful looking. Yeah. I'm going to steal it after the show. And it's super cool. Is that a Washburn? It's, it's a Carlo Rebelli, whoever that is. It was like 100 bucks. He's got a rock and, yeah, bass, nice. rock, rock and bass up there. Yeah. Next to his um, keyboard and Boba Fett Unleashed. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, and my vintage Star Wars. Yes, game. it does look like it's We're going to have to bust that one of these Escape days. from yes. Dead Death Star. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the pieces are there. From Kenner. So, Flo- so Floyd Rose locking, floating, floating. jetsum, <laughs> tremolo, bar, yes. walking stick. Yes. So, walking stick. So I haven't changed strings on this guitar since I bought it. You still haven't explained what the thing is. You're talking about the whammy bar. Okay, what the whammy bar attaches to on the bridge, right. on the basic of the guitar. Right. Imagine that that bridge is floating in the guitar. So suspended it's not, a, by it's not attached to the guitar. By, it's like floating in the air. It's like attached it's to strings. Body? No, no, no. It's attached to, stri- to, to springs so that are attached like to the that. back. Like it's... It's like that, but imagine imagine the back panel. Like if you turn it around, you can access the the back panel for the springs. Yeah. But and that's normally how that would work. Except instead of a the bridge, like on the guitar, it's literally floating onto a piece that is connected to the guitar and to the. So it's connected inside, not to the actual outer body. Right. Okay. So when you take the strings off, you get rid of that tension, and the thing just falls into the body. 
Okay. Unless okay. you put like so a, the strings are holding up. Yeah, the it's the reverse tension to floating. keep it floating, which is okay. why they stay in tune so well because okay. you've got these little fine tuners at the top. Anyway, mm. so I, I play guitar once in a while and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm here to, in the I'll room with you, you watching you gesture and pointing at Rick's guitar. <laughs> I can imagine what someone listening to this is going through. The, they're they've already tuned out. They've already yeah. turned us off. They're like, what is a floating tremolo? They're hitting stick. the 15 second jump. Floyd forward. Rose sounds like a, sounds like it's a penis, Floyd, Floyd Rose penis floating toy. tremolo. Anyway, okay, okay. So Super I'm scared to death cool. to, to do it because if you let it fall in, it's apparently like. A bitch to try to get out or it's like oh that's it you're, you're done uh-huh. <laughs> you're done like that's it there's no point anymore you can just throw the guitar away oh okay so i'm scared to death to do it so but you want to buy time, a new guitar is that what we're getting to it's 40 bucks you're looking for a reason it's to buy 40 a new bucks guitar. to have he wants a four thousand dollar gibson With yes the, the double yes. neck no, steve vai tongue, <laughs> tongue edition i don't uh, the only reason to have a double neck is if one there's of there's no is reason <laughs> it's it's a base that's, that's a musician's trivia <laughs> what's a good reason to have a double neck there is not. <laughs> Did you say a bass? A bass, yes. <laughs> not a 12-string guitar? No. A bass. No. Just a six-string. Actually, no, no. A seven-string Ibanez double neck with a with a five-string bass. What was I? Re- I was reading some article about like... Seven-string seven string bass, actually. I was reading some, like, reading some like one of those like 20-year things about the Korn album. And they were like, things that Korn brought to pop culture. And it was like, the seven-string guitars were like, you know, like birth. I'm like, yeah. Ibanez guitars? That's what... Your, yeah. That's what your legacy is, a stupid guitar. <laughs> I have to admit that needs. for about six months in college, I wanted one because yeah. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah. The, is it, yeah. the, is it the extra Ibanez. top string so you can have a thicker, that thick top yeah. string? Yeah. So it's, a, it's an extra low string. Drop yeah. Z. And the neck is so... <laughs> the brown neck. <laughs> I like how like, it was like they're talking, to, they're talking to like, what's his name, Reggie or... Just you can play Freak on a Leash a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the guy, the bass, the bass player. Re- his name Reggie, that's right? Or Fieldy? Yeah. Fieldy. I don't know his name at all. His name is Reginald something. They call him Fieldy, right? And he, remember, he has that the trebly bass, Corn's yeah. treble bass. But he was yeah. talking about that in the in the article, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't want it to sound like a bass. My sound is like it just sounds like you're slapping metal. Mission accomplished." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Wow, it's like I do. I wish that's all it took to be in a band. It's like I don't want this to sound like an instrument. I just want to hit something <laughs> percussively." It's like play the fucking xylophone, Fieldy. It sounds oh, like if man. you got a giant slinky and just yeah. sent it down the stairs. But he was like very much like, oh yeah, I like that was my sound. I created that, and they were trying to constrain it. But you can't constrain my sound, man. And wow. finally, they bought onto it, and here we are, man, millionaires, cracked out, <laughs> sucking balls. Uh, but they were that- talking about that song, the daddy song about him crying. Remember that song? No. no. So sing it. The, so. The, Crying. I just said it. Crying. I'm a grown man crying about getting molested or something. That's oh what it's about. That's God. what it's about. Why? That's what it's about, <laughs> man. So it's like they're talking about that song because they played it for the first time in like 20 years. And he's like, yeah, we played this song. The first time he played it, we thought it was a joke, man, because we he was crying. The guy was crying <laughs> like on the ground. And I remember this. Oh, I can't man. remember because Joe had the CD. Ooh, he played like Jonathan, it. Jonathan Davies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the last song on on the first album. I never bought that album. Anyway, so so it's not it's not terrible. That song "Blind" was pretty good. But I don't never I don't know the rest. "Shoots and Ladders." Remember they did that. The game. They did this song that was like heavy metal, but it was like all these nursery rhymes. Mm -hmm. It was. No. It was like equivalent. No, it was like the early '90s. The only one I version know of "Smooth Criminal." Is <laughs> that was the, freak on a leash. That was yeah, a lot. That's later. the only one I know. Yeah, but anyway, so like, yeah, they had this <laughs> de- really like defining song that was like 15 minutes long, whatever, and it's a song about him, like you know, venting his demons about this horrible experience he had mm-hmm. as a kid, yeah. and with the, the last couple of minutes of the song are literally him just crying in the vocal booth. Like wow. bawling, and it's it's weird. Cause you're like, I mean, obviously they didn't plan it. They said they just let the recording go, and and um, wow. they just happened to catch it. But his, you know, they're interviewing the other guys, and they're like, yeah, like we didn't at first. We thought we were like, is he laughing? Is it a joke? Is he playing a joke? And they're like, oh no, he's into it, man. He's into it, and then we're into it, and it's just like heavy, man. And then like, you know, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Which not to make light of his, you know, his experience, yeah, God, no. but it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Their best song was No Place to Hide. That was the good song. Which one? Is that what it's called? No. No Place to Hide. I know which one you're talking about. I can think of, I can hear the little sound in my head. Mm-hmm. Don't play I, it. That, that Life is Peachy <laughs> I'm album. I'm playing it for you. Don't play that it. That Life is I'm Peachy album was oh, good. I, I liked it. I bought the they, rights. That's when they got into the, a little more of like the electronic side of it. That's when they did Freak on a Leash. It was yeah. like the disco type shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, 
There was another one that was really good. Um, I just no, 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 no. Just played it. No, Got the no. Life was the disco one. Freak on a Leash was that yeah. real heavy, heavier yeah. one, but also I mean, very it was, catchy. It was, it was good stuff. I um, enjoyed it. But they had like a song called like Camel Toe or something. That's the thing is like whenever when you look back on those songs like from the mid to early nineties and people have songs like Camel Toe or like yeah. Hooker with a Penis. Yeah. Right? Come on. Right? Stupid. You look back and you're like, Really? Like, yeah, like why? That's in that's in the catalog. It was it was so that's that a good song. Sound. It sounds like a good song. Yeah. The lyrics are kinda stupid, right? Like right. it's like and it's a stupid name for a song. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it's one of those things they look back on and they're like, Oh, it didn't mean anything. We just made it up, but that was funny. My legs got run over by a bison. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> okay, I don't know the this bison. story. You tell him. Tell, tell him. Tell me the story. Tell him. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <A> bison. <laughs> They're like, Danny Carey. Remember Mike? Mike told me, he was like, oh, Danny Carey. Like, why does he always sit down like a prick during a concert? He sits on like those fucking zombie bags, you know, like the, <laughs> <laughs> like the, like the no, it's Adam Jones. Adam Jones. What I say, Danny Carey. No, no, Adam Jones. Right? He sits on a little, like a little bag, like a fucking beanbag or whatever. I'm like, how a lazy ass. Like, that's he sits there and plays his 18 minute songs while I'm standing up sweating. And he's like, no, he's got his legs are all broken. They're all like, like broken legs because he got read over by an animatronic bison on the on the set of uh, of Predator. Uh, of, no, of uh, of Dances with Wolves. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is this all joke or is this it's, not, it's, it's true? It's true. It's true. <laughs> he got run over by a bison, so he was all like jacked up. But people, oh people, God. people thought like that didn't know that they were like, God, he's such a like, he's, he's so stoic on stage. He doesn't. <laughs> he can't walk. And I remember reading on their like website where they're like, you know, he just got some new technique or whatever that hopefully he'll be able to move around on stage more. They're real excited oh. about it. <laughs> And I told Rick, and he just starts laughing. They put him on one of those little square things that he yeah, sat on that, as a kid with see, wheels. Nobody knew this, but that's what happened to Tommy Lee, too. That's why he had to have that rotating <laughs> drum set that went into the crowd. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't walk into the crowd. Animatronic bicycle. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh. Man. Anyway, so I, learned, I learned so much from you both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought it was a real animal, but it, it was it was probably I imagine it was a real one. Because when I, I think of an animatronic, I'm thinking of like urban cowboy. Like you say animatronic, yeah. he was, he was you, on. you say animatronic, and I'm thinking of uh, Chuck E. Cheese's the uh, things in the back room <laughs> hanging off the, the machine. The special effects guy. So I assumed right. he was probably closer to the animatronic bison than the actual bison. So he wasn't an how animal. How do you even know there was animatronic there bison? There was because there's parts where they're like up close, like. <laughs> And you can't get that with the real bison. You know, like they how? gotta have the animatronic like shit. Otherwise, why was he there? He's hanging out. Wow. He's a fan of Graham, Graham Green, whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> you need to go back to grad school. Uh, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. So anyway, so uh, coming back around to yeah. the comic book store. The comic book store. Yes. Before we got on the tremolo. <laughs> See where your hey, tremolo Floyd Rose locking floating <laughs> tremolo took I want to know what it is 40, now. It's now you got forty dollars to, to get home. Get I want you to, to send me a picture. To pay guitar of it, center I want to, to know how. Strings. What is it? What forty dollars? No, it's for forty dollars to do a setup. It's not forty dollars for a string change. It's forty dollars for a string That's change impossible. with a Floyd Rose tremolo. Oh, never mind. Who's yes. Floyd Rose? He the developer the of the. Is that Malik Rose's uncle? We had a player named Sleepy Floyd, and we have a player named Malik Rose. So interesting. No, it's Floyd the Barber. Oh. No, Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh, oh, yes, hey, hey, I was yes, reading about nice. So, um, Thank you. So in case everybody out there listening, this is um, Sit down, the grab bag portion of our return show since we haven't been around for a couple of months. We gotta and actually, up. we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, and so, actually... So this is us catching up. It is. And uh, shout out to, um, well, actually, you know what? I'll do a shout out in a minute once I locate. And we, we do are. paid shout outs. So if you want a shout out, you got to give us money. Gotta, <laughs> Except for whoever he's talking about. They get a free one. They get a free They get a free shout out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pull them up while while we catch up as well. Okay. Um. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this is our catch up for, for anyone that's mm-hmm. tuning in. And you're like, what? When are you gonna get to the topic? This is the topic. That's catching up. We're catching yeah. up with you. You're catching up with us. So and we're guys. Enjoy and it's the a ride. Thing, so. Let's enjoy the ride. Um, so, Floyd Curl, Tremolo. Floyd Curl. <laughs> the medical oh, okay. Here we go. Here's the first shout out. Uh, Deliver me favorited us. Uh, they follow us, and they messaged us four days ago saying, "It's a guy thing pod. Are there any more podcasts coming our way?" 
um, awesome. Thanks, well, well guys. here you go. This was this for is... you. Deliver us from evil. Dot <laughs> com. Deliver me. It's D L Y V E R. Dot M E. Dude, you just uh, gave on, away their their tag. Twitter, Maybe their hey, tag they, was private, dude. Be, no, it's not private. They want to be followed. That was okay. Barack Obama's personal it's tag. Fine. Now anonymous fine. is going to tag them. Good job. Good job. Anonymous. They're going <laughs> to vendetta coming at you. <laughs> Occupy. Wrong with Speaking that. of grab bag, what do you think of uh, Kanye and the Bet Grammys debacle? Oh, I didn't. I didn't see it actually. Okay, uh, so, I've so read a couple more of I've seen. a couple of things bother me about the whole situation. One of which is I actually like Beck's music. I haven't heard one Who's lick Beck? of the. I, I haven't heard one lick of the new <laughs> album that won him a Grammy. Mm-hmm. None. But I guess Kanye did his get on stage crap again. He did that again. Yeah. Yeah. He and he said that Beck should give the Grammy to Beyonce. Was he serious or was yeah. it a joke? Like was it a meta? He's just a dick. A Whatever. meta joke. A meta joke. What it, is that? He's mean? a joke. He's a meta. joke. I love Kanye. No. I <laughs> love. I love his music. No. You know what? And I love so, his beautiful. Okay. Face. Now, now I remember why I want to talk about this. I love his Back to the Future Adidas. I, I remember why I want to talk to you, to you specifically about this because you have a problem with liking teams like the Patriots, who, in mm. your mind, racist. they're like they're, they're they're too they're so good, and you would root for them if not for the fact that you perceive them to be dicks. So you're like, well, I don't like Belichick. I don't like Brady, but it's a, they have amazing talent. But I can't root for them because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's pretty much what Kanye is. You're like, oh, he's a, he's got all this talent. He's a visionary. But have you Total ever like? Yeah, but but it's weird. And I don't know him, so I'm I'm guessing. But like, and I, I remember I heard him on a podcast one day. It was like the Brett Easton podcast, Brett Easton Ellis, which is kind of shitty. Um, but anyways, he was on there, and it was weird because his um, everything about his tone and his demeanor and his uh, vocalization when he was talking even was like a normal person, like a completely normal person. And I, I remember listening to it and going, I wonder if this is a character or this projection that he does publicly, which it, I'm, not, I'm not justifying because I think it's stupid. It's annoying to me. I usually avoid that kind of stuff for that reason because I'm like, oh, I hate when people I respect on an artistic level do stupid mm. stuff. But that's a lot of people. I mean, that's a lot Ted Bundy was, you know, was a great clown, but or John Wayne Gacy was a great <laughs> clown. It just happened oh, to be a serial killer. You know, I don't respect that part, but his his party favors were amazing. <laughs> they were very slimy and felt like human fingers. <laughs> wow. Is that for my benefit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, it just it, it's it's like, funny. Uh, it's funny that I don't I don't I doubt Beyonce had anything to do with Kanye taking up her cause because yeah, yeah. he's like Beck should give up the Grammy and it should have gone to I I guess um, the funny part about that is that virally what ended up happening was mm-hmm. all of social media that's intelligent came to Beck's aid and started putting up like memes and stuff like that, where it's like, you know, Kanye said, Kanye said that, you know, she's a talent, blah, blah, blah. She's got all these, you know, abilities and skills. And so people put up like little infographics, like how many instruments Beck plays 40 something instruments, instruments Mm -hmm. that Beyonce plays microphone singer, and then writer credits and producers on Mm -hmm. Beck's album Beck. And then on Beyonce, it's like 50 writers, 50 producers, mm -hmm. all these people that wrote her stuff for her. And no, I, again, I'm I'm not I'm I'm I just said this is the most I've heard about it. So I'm not I could I hate that kind of behavior by anyone. You know, like Eddie Vedder's done stupid shit like that. Remember the fucking the guy from fucking Rage Against Machine crawled up on the fucking MTV sign during a show during someone else's the drummer? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was the bassist. It was the the Tim Comerford. It yeah, was the yeah, same yeah. thing. He sat there the entire time and it was the same thing. People were like, "Who's they didn't even know who he was? Like, who is the fucking Neanderthal up there?" And it's the same type of shit. <laughs> And it's the same thing. It's like you have this band that's got this political bend and they're so like, you know, focused on their message, but then they still do stupid shit. And it's annoying. So I, I get it. I, I feel the same way whenever I hear stuff like that about Kanye where I'm just like, what the fuck? Why? Why can't you just be fucking normal? But at the mm-hmm. same time, it begs the question, if you were in the audience at the Grammys or the Oscars and you, John Gigolo, were to run the stage you would get fucking tackled before you got anywhere near the stage, right? Correct. Yeah. So my thinking is they want Kanye to go up on fucking stage because it gives reason for people to talk about the fucking Grammys. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that yeah. they... Otherwise, why did they let him? Why did he make it? What if, if okay, Beck but was Beyonce? What does it look like if celebrities aren't safe it? and they're getting tackled? I don't think... The, I think they're hands off. That's what I think. I think if, you know... Mario goes up and tries to rush the stage, he's going to get tackled. Yeah. Someone sitting in the front row by admission is a VIP and they're mm-hmm. untouchable. So it's really more of those things in the back like, 
are the Grammy guys happy but, that they're talking about it? Or are they secretly like, this guy is ruining our yeah. product and we but, want people to talk about it right. for the right reasons? But if you figure at some point in time, Suge Knight was probably in the first couple of rows at some award show. And that's a guy who, at any point in time, could have ran someone over with his car on stage, <laughs> shot them, yeah. had someone else shoot them. So, again, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing you know, someone like Beck and getting shit on I haven't heard the new music yeah. but I know he, the guy is a you know musical genius I'm aware of that yeah. I know how much music he's written that has you know blown me away but mm-hmm. I, I don't think of Beck as like my one of my top guys I just mm-hmm. I know he's a great musician and I love mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff yeah. he's done haven't heard the new stuff and that's yeah. just my own lack of exposure yeah. but I've seen a l- couple of Kanye performances of recent, like on SNL and I whatever. Like that one where he's laying down. That's horrible. I like that. That was awful. I enjoyed and it. I knew you were going to say some I, I crap do. about that. I do. I, I enjoyed it. That was so terrible. He was laying, down. He was laying down. and had the little like. Didn't he have the... Sia or Saya play with him? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. With her. Aw- was... She's an idiot too. Her stupid giant ass like wigs. Like that's lame. But people dig it. It's okay because she doesn't annoy people. You know what? You know what would be cool words. is just not Only have crappy presence. music hidden with gimmicks. That'd be cool. But so this is Ben's what I'm saying. So you don't personally like his music. I like I started to. In the beginning I did. There were some songs that I heard that I thought were really cool. Like that one that starts with the little piano mm-hmm. intro. What is it called? The Runaway. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was really good. And surely slowly but surely your Patriot New England Patriot syndrome is taking over. Yeah. I can't even hear his music anymore because all I see is all this crap. The Beck thing is just one thing of a whole bunch of things. Yeah. There's all yeah. this other no, stuff. No, no, you're right. And you he, he's Kim Kardashian, that whole thing and that being and that's the stuff again, like we we're talking about, you know, before the show. That's stuff that me, because I'm lazy and I'm uninterested, I don't pay attention to, so it doesn't affect me. I'm not like you know what I mean? Like if if you were to come and tell me something about something that somebody I like did and was on TMZ. I wouldn't know unless you told me. So I really don't yeah, care. That's true. And yes, it'd probably make me lose respect for them and be like, Oh, that person's stupid. But at the end of the day, like, is he know, still your boyfriend? I still my boyfriend. Kanye is still my boyfriend, you know, but I, I get it. I get it. I mean, you have to have, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend him being stupid. I, I mean, can't. there's gotta be oh, other stuff out there that has you mesmerized. I mean, there's got to be better stuff that could captivate your listening. I have a whatever. very low bar for what I think is amazing. <laughs> I'm aware. So wow. Have you? But did you hear the last album? Did no. you hear Jesus? I haven't heard any awesome of the album. I downloaded it and, and was looking forward to seeing if I could hear something on there that I was like, I wasn't yeah. wasn't hearing it. But that's what I'm saying. That's one of those people where like, and again, I'm not sitting here to be on the Kanye soapbox because I agree with the stupidity of those type of things. But that's the thing. It's like I think his problem. He's one of those guys that's running into that problem where his antics and his public persona are starting to overshadow his talent, his talent or his artistry or whatever his actual output is, whether you consider it art or not. It's overshadowing it, and I, I would be hard pressed to to find anybody I even know for that matter who even likes his music other than me. And I'm not saying I like it and that's why it's awesome. I'm saying of the people I know generally, people will be like, oh, I don't like his shit. It's too popular or it's too like he's a dumbass or whatever. Like I've somebody I know, like my mom was talking about him randomly one day. She's like, oh, that guy's an idiot. He just doesn't look like that. he enjoys any of it other than having millions of dollars to spend on stupid crap. Fair enough. I, I mean, it's possible. It I'd just, like to. It's I mean, possible. I if you know. played a song by him right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you it was him. That's how little I know but, of, but, or th- care but that doesn't weigh in because that that would actually be a good thing because then you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to judge it other than by its merit. You go, I True. don't like that song. Uh, okay, I can agree with that because you couldn't say like you might say I don't like the way that guy raps because he's not the greatest rapper, mm-hmm. but it's a package deal. Like I love the production of his music. I love the things he brings to. I love the styles he plays with. Yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, music that brags or music that carries like that type of. Uh, context really appeals to me but I love yeah. the production I love the music that's what I was talking about his last album because it's very in terms of what you think of as hip hop or pop music it's very experimental it's very mm-hmm. like you know samples just smashed together and a lot of electronic I mean the first sound sounds like a fucking Nine Inch Nails song <laughs> but people will never get that far because people that like hip hop or are purists to whatever that is well that doesn't sound like a a normal song that's not a hit yeah. and someone who likes rock music or likes industrial music would go oh that sounds like he's ripping off Nine Inch Nails but instead <laughs> of going wow that's cool that somebody tried it yeah and that and well, to I'm, me I'm and to me to, that, that's something that I can I, mean, I can stand behind that's, I think it sounds cool 
and I don't, you know, I'm in my car by myself. Nobody cares. I'm not subjected anyone to it. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd, I'd be okay to listen to it, but I, like, I don't make it. It's not like I make a, concert, a conscious effort to avoid it, mm-hmm. but I don't make a concerted effort yeah. to pay well, attention it's, but to it. Again, it's, again, like, you know, kind of something we were talking about earlier. It's not in the realm of, like, unless you actively seek something like that out, you're not going to hear it. Yeah. And right? Because unless you, like, I don't, like you and Mike, I don't listen to tons of radio other than, you know, I listen to NPR yeah. most of the time because I'm an old man. Should all I listen you to know? now are podcasts and local music and that's it. There you go. And so. I, ha- I don't get to, I don't listen to any FM radio at all. You have serious or you listen to all your right. own? No, I listen, nice. to, I listen to indie, indie and regular, like indie rock and alt rock nice. and NBA radio and Pearl Jam radio. There that's like my four stations. You like lithium? channel i do that's what it's called I right? do. Lithium. yeah they play they play the 90s and it's it's pretty cool yeah every time i get nice. in someone's car that has the xm or series yeah. I, I do find the pearl jam radio and that's all i want to listen to the pj radio the lithium the alt the indie um those are really solid of course the sports you know football and yeah. nba is pretty great <clears throat> but um yeah but, i really don't know what's on the regular radio anymore and whenever i turn it on it sounds like it's the same stuff like here in san antonio yeah. kiss mm-hmm. is still playing bush offspring yeah. yeah. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with it because we grew up with it and it's a part of our lives now, but, but still, that's pretty bad, man. That's pretty bad. I'll put it this way I, I tune in to, to Kiss just to check in, see if anything's changed, and nothing's changed. And ah! like they'll play like. Sorry. <laughs> I cramp. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, his, his penis cramped. Um, no, like. Wow. The like, smallest cramp ever. <laughs> <laughs> like Rage will be on, and I'm like, okay, cool. I like this song by Rage. And then after that, the next song is like Sponge. And I'm like, I like Sponge. And I don't get to hear them very often. But I'm like, and I'm done. Like, I, I don't need to hear two 90s songs back yeah. to back. And much less a thousand 90s songs back to back. Yeah. With well, fucking Kiss. I mean, I think what, f- because again, like, I'm an old man. So, like, the bulk of what I listen to and the bulk of what I buy still buy, I buy albums, you kids, pay for things? children, um, is music by bands I already have a affection for or right. appreciate you know if Pearl Jam comes out with something new I'm gonna buy it Nine Inch Nails or you know whatever um, yeah and I just wait for you to buy it and then you upload it for but me but like <laughs> for example Kiss is a great example of like not making any fucking sense because yeah. Kiss plays Bush right and that's great because people love Bush love you know Bush. people don't admit they love Bush but they love Bush if people didn't if, if, okay Bush. if people didn't like Bush they wouldn't play it every fucking day 20 fucking times. Yeah. You can't find a person that will admit they love Bush, but guess what? That radio station isn't there to like play for the artistry. They're making right. money off they, playing and Bush. And that's the thing is... You know what I mean? Like, it's not because some guy loves Bush at fucking Kiss. Yeah. You know, it's like they still make money because people listen to it. And, po- and most of the people that are on the, the that are on the station don't even know it's being played anyway. Yeah, they're in the bathroom. They're well, and they're not even in San Antonio. Break. They're probably like in Dallas yeah. or they're probably, probably some... They're probably slapping each other with a dicks in oklahoma like that stupid show <laughs> but um, like there's nobody like it's almost as if they've been asleep at the wheel for 20 years yeah and it doesn't matter because people still yeah. tune in well but that's what's, what I'm saying. what's like, the reward but the middle ground like i remember recently like and it just passed and i actually wanted to go but like bush played at the majestic I know. theater one of my friends went but, so but one like so like a couple of things you really were upset you missed out on bush at the majestic Dude, they're, they're one of my they're one of my uh uh, bucket list bands along with F- STP, which I'm going to see. You've never, never seen, seen Bush? I've never Bush? seen Bush. No, I haven't. Sweet I've never God, seen STP. They played here 40. This is why they're popular in San Antonio because they played here. I like saw them like as a. I saw them as like an add-on to the Chevelle show at Sunken Gardens. Like, I've never seen yeah. Chevelle. Years ago. I would love to see. Yeah, Chevelle. they played here an incredible amount of times. I'm actually going to get to the day after my birthday. I'm going to be uh, watching Stone Temple Pilots with the new lead singer with uh, Chester, Chester Bennington. Bennington. Hey, actually, Gross. hey, if, if I could pick somebody vocally based that sounds good and close enough, hmm. that's that's. I haven't match. heard any of their stuff with him. So the I new song either, that they, uh, they, I've only heard the new song that they did together and it sounds like STP. <laughs> no, it does not sound like that. They should have gotten Mike Shinoda so he could rap on it. I love Mike Shinoda. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate Mike Shinoda for the same reasons I appreciate Kanye. Because he's a he does a lot of stuff other than just rap. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Um but back to my Bush thing. Yes, back is to Rick's it, Bush. Is is that Kiss was promoting the Bush show. They were like, Oh, we got two tickets to the Bush concert and Majestic. And I'm like, that's great. That's great that you're doing that. But at the same time, like, do you realize they're playing the Majestic because they came out with an album three months ago? Yeah. No, because you're still playing play you're still playing fucking 
you know uh, come down and come down, which is an amazing fucking song. Glycerin's an amazing fucking yeah, I song. I love them. The furthest they ever got was like Greedy Fly, and that's probably it, which is like the yeah. second fucking album. And they Third. didn't. They never Third, played. Right? What? It was a sixteen stone razor blade suitcase? That's razor blade suitcase. Suitcase. And the, I had beers. Uh, I drink I'm, beers. I'm not making fun of your list. And the American beers. Werewolf soundtrack. Song. Oh, that, that came afterwards. Yeah, that was the, that was the Mouth, remix right? album. But yeah. it came on the uh, the um, the re- that movie soundtrack album first, and mm-hmm. then their proper remix album. Gotcha. Both versions yeah. of that song is the best thing they've ever done. Of Mouth? It's a good song. That's the best oh, like song Mouth. they've ever made. I like Greedy Fly. I think Greedy Fly is awesome. It's a good song. Yeah. It's, good. it's not the best song. But my, but my point is, like, that's 1995. Yeah. And they're like, come see Bush. And I'm like, I always wonder that. I'm like, Bush comes here, obviously, because people like it. People right. go see it. But at the same time, if I'm, like, in a fucking van playing Xbox or whatever musicians do, and they're, like, listening to the radio per chance, and they're like, wow, these guys, they turn the radio, and, like, they're going to hear a song you wrote 20 years ago, and mm-hmm. not a, a song you wrote five months ago yeah. that you're really proud of. Yeah, like, exactly. that sucks, but they're still coming to the show, so I don't give a fuck. And at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. And we know that. But And you know, the problem you know, with like, that is that the concert goers that are there because, oh, it's Bush, and I love listening to Bush on Kiss, mm-hmm. although I don't know anything outside of that, are going to show up and they're going to be like, Greedy Fly! Or they're going to mm-hmm. be like, Lizarine! And, oh, well, this is a bunch of our new stuff. And that, my it. friends, is the difference between bands that are that and that's bands true. that are on another level. Like when Radiohead puts out a new album, everybody wants to hear those songs at That's the concert true. they yeah. are dying yeah. to hear that new stuff play that is what they show up for yeah. nobody and I don't know like I mean Radiohead hasn't played Creep in a live show in over 10 years play and nobody and Pablo nobody Pablo. ever goes to that show and they're like oh why don't they play Creep nobody yeah. gives a shit because that That's song right. is retired different. and they don't yeah. care nobody wants to hear that song that is the least musical musically good song of their of their body of work and it's not remotely necessary to their live performance but again that is to me the difference between you know bands that are not just writing new stuff but are actually doing it and continuously you know modeling that you know level of musical excellence that is both critically good and universally you know approachable to the average casual fan Mm -hmm. you know now the the niche fans that haven't grown like kiss because there's a lot of people that musically haven't grown musically as fans the way mm-hmm. that station hasn't grown those are the ones that make oh i'm not going to go to that show they don't play creep or they go expecting right. to hear it and like i'll just right. put up with the so i can hear the hit yeah well you know but, but yeah. at the same i mean I, I that's a great point because it shows the difference in you know within an industry for example like a music that shows the difference between you know a, a band like radiohead or a band like you know Whatever, some old band that only plays their hits, you yeah. know, Queen or somebody, whatever, whoever it is, it only like people are there for the hits, and that's what they're gonna give you because that's how they make their money. Yeah, and it's a big, it's a big, it's a big difference, you know. But that's what um, I'm saying. There's some bands that that requirement will never go away. Like somebody made a reference that they they were like, you know, when you go to see the Rolling Stones, you expect to hear satisfaction. But there's some bands where that doesn't have to happen. You don't have to go to, you know, for example, just a Radiohead show or. A Nine Inch Nails show, you know, and hear specific songs. I wish Nails would stop playing certain songs. I wish Trent would retire, <laughs> head like a hole, and yeah. most of everything from the early albums. Yeah. I, I don't, I do not need to hear that stuff live. He has a phenomenal catalog of music yeah. that rarely gets touched. I think he's played Weirdness together like five times total ever. Yeah, yeah. One of the, I you know, like song, why yeah. not open but, that up but, more? But the problem is they're one of those bands. I mean, and I say I that know. is is them is them being one of my favorite bands. Same way with Pearl Jam or any other band, where they also realize that if they go to they have a show and they sell fifteen thousand tickets, that probably ten thousand. Maybe that's been maybe that's been a little a little mean. Say. Six thousand of those tickets are for people that want to hear closer, if you're Nine Inch Nails, or they want to hear Black if they're like there to see Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. It's like how many times have you been to a concert and like people are talking or getting. Well, like, that's the difference like, between I, a fan and a radio hit fan. But but the, the reality is most people are on the planet fans. are radio fans. <laughs> I mean, and that's the reality. And and Radiohead's a great example, I would say, of a band that's kind of outside of that is because they, I I can't imagine they have tons of casual fans. Yeah. Lincoln, you, I, I Lincoln imagine, disagrees with you. I imagine if you really appreciate Radiohead, you're not a casual fan. It's either you kind of and I say yeah. that because I have a couple of their albums, but I don't. I'm not. A, I don't. I don't love it. And I got to say, I and, love Creep. 
<laughs> I'm a huge fan of grief. You know, but 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 I can appreciate that about them is that it's not easy. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't just go, oh yeah, I'll buy that because it's easy. You know, there's yeah. bands you can buy a record of theirs and it's easy to like it because it's made for that purpose. Right. And there's nothing wrong you with know, that yeah. song. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that that's the last song you need to be listening to with everything that they have out there. If you haven't heard the last three albums that they've done and you don't know that music well and have let it completely like just, you know seep into your consciousness you are really missing out as a musical person as a music fan and that's part of being well-rounded and part of being you know somebody that can truly appreciate all angles of what what is really you know great art out there great music out there and if you're just sort of like well i like closer from nails and i like you know the 10 album from pearl jam and creep from radiohead you know there are certain bands that i'm sorry to say that we liked them from the 90s when they came out, and now they have new albums, and it's more of the same, or there's just a blandness to it. You know, I I like no to use the... I, I, yeah, I like to use the uh, euphemism of, like, you know, you have this really awesome piece of, like, chicken or a piece of steak, and it's incredible, and you throw it on the grill, but if it's missing that seasoning and it's missing that flavor, it's just, you know, a really good piece of meat, but there's nothing to it. Yeah. That's what a lot of these newer albums, you know, feel like sometimes from some of these bands that we've... We grew up with, you know, like the Bush albums. Anything post two thousand hasn't really, Spoken you know, knocked you. me out. And not because yeah. I'm looking to dislike it. I give it a wide open shot to catch me. A wide. It doesn't have to even be hooky type music. It just needs to be good, right? You know. And when it's lacking that it factor, that unspoken thing, it's just sort of like, well, now all I'm left with when I go see them live is. 20 year old songs that again I can appreciate them I'll never stop admitting I liked it mm-hmm. I remember the first time we saw them I think was at Freeman or something like that Rick and um, uh, that was probably Sunken Gardens more than likely Sunken Gardens yeah, yeah. That's where they, they did most of their but anyway game. you know the, yeah. the point is you know like in our city here we're we're just not going to give our general fans a chance to grow and I was making I was talking about this the other day how since when have people ever decided what what they want to hear since when have people ever decided what they want on tv we are told what to like we are told what to watch you know we are told this is what's going to be cool this is what's out there so these people in power they don't have to keep playing the same stuff Mm -hmm. they don't you don't it doesn't have to be that way you can actually put something new out there and you know people are going to find a way to latch on to the next new thing if it's good if it's got you know a resonant quality to it that's you know going to be lasting maybe it's too much of a risk for people like the programmers of kiss radio to to at least here it is at least here it is you just don't see that in in a lot of other places i'm sure there's a lot of cities like this too but i just don't think i don't think we need to be that you know backwater or whatever yeah no i agree i I think it's a i think it's a travesty but i mean but Um, so how does it work like again does it speak more to the culture of a, of a place? Because, I mean, you figure most radio stations are owned by the same two or three companies. Yeah. So it's not a matter of, like, this company is doing it different than this company. And, yes, granted, they're, you know, subsidiaries and they have different managers and different programmers. But at the end of the day, they're all trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. So why is, you know, and I don't know who owns which or which, but, like, why is, hey, come here. Why is <laughs> K-Rock in L.A. so different than Kiss in San Antonio? You know, assuming I'm making the guess that, come here, I know, it's a stupid topic. Just kidding. Come here. But, um, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not a dog. It's a angry little person. It doesn't like... He's staring right at you. He's people like, talking about his... We, we, we apologize to y'all's ears. <laughs> I see come the here. levels spiking. He's been good, been good this whole time, and now you're just... Bringing the show down, man. See, but no, no. I'm this is our new home of the podcast from now on. <laughs> Come here. See, he just wants to be on the microphone. Oh, don't hit him with it. Don't tap him in the nose. <laughs> keep talking. Keep talking. There's so much good music out there that doesn't get heard. There, there is a right. There has been a right step in a good direction, locally speaking, with this new thing called 103.3, the app. Um, it's... They boast ten thousand songs a day. It's H- It's I think it's HD radio. It's a, it's an app that you can download. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like an official HD station or anything like that. But I've listened to it a couple times, and it's like, oh well, Mute Math is on here, or mm-hmm. bands that you would never hear on Kiss. That's mm-hmm. stuff that I would listen to 
or seek out to listen to because I can't find it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They'll play it, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Then the very next song is Greedy Fly, and then the very next song yeah. after that is... is it, it, and it is. I heard some of it, too, and it, it's kind of... It's 90% it's, it's Kiss it's, and 10% other stuff. Great stuff. And it's a step. It's a it's step. A ste- it's but, a small step. But again, like, I, I wish... I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I wish we could have a... Uh, a radio programmer uh, on the show, somebody that we actually knew who was involved in that kind of stuff. Cause I'd like to know to me, it's, it's like some kind of like strange, you know, bastarded, uh, bastardized alchemy yeah. of how one, how you even get that job. Cause obviously most of the people that do that have terrible taste in music. So yeah. that's interesting enough, but also just a, what, where, what is the formula for that? Like, what's the formula for what, like, who, you know, making that decision of, like, okay, this is stuff that's going to sell because we know that. Right. We've taken polls. We've taken surveys. We've, you know, looked at the, you know, the ticket master sales and we know what people like, <sighs> you know, and that's fine. That's an actual, like, you know, it's not an intangible thing. You can look at, you know, freaking Excel Numbers, spreadsheets yeah. and figure that out. But how do you make that decision between that and going, okay, let's do something different? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a couple of, like, you know... um, you know, the ones that come to mind, right? Or like whatever, like K Rock in LA, and then the one in New York. I forgot what the one like. It's like a pop or hip hop station. That's mm-hmm. a really like you know the forward the forward ones with it. That's where everything kind of happens first. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. How do you like? Is it? I mean, I don't buy that it's a bigger city and people are like, oh, it's just they just they just have better taste. Like I don't believe no, that. It's stupid because no, you no. know people that have better taste than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and it's like. There's not somebody out there that's like this omnipotent music person that just knows what's better than you no, because I think it's, it's I think it's, it's somebody that fell asleep at the wheel. I think they pro- set up their programming programming yeah. in the '90s and then they fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, because that's what I can kind of appreciate about. I don't know if you listen to like the Jack, Jack FM, where there's still there's I don't, no I don't listen to terrestrial okay, radio. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like because there's program. no their whole shtick is like they play that's their thing. We play whatever we want. Yeah. And you might hear Bush, and then in the same breath, you're going to hear, like, the B-52s, and then you're going to hear Bruce Springsteen, and then you're going to hear Bon Jovi, oh, cool. and then you're going to hear Pearl Jam. And it's, like, it's like literally, it's like hitting, mic, like, you know, shuffle on your iTunes if you're yeah. a person who has varied tastes. And it's interesting. It's not the best, but to me, like, it's on some better. levels, it works a lot better than other things because, one, there's no DJs. There's no talking. Yeah. There's no, like... You know, again, like we were talking, kind of talking about before, um, there's not a disconnect. Like a lot of times, you listen to radio stations or like um, what do you call them, um, syndicated radio stations, mm-hmm. and there's this disconnect between what they play and what they talk about. Oh, not, yeah, not saying it's absolutely. not it's not playing to the same audience, but there's no connection. It's just like elevator music. It's like right. we're taking a break because we're gonna go figure out the next skit, and then we're gonna play this Bush song, yeah. or we're gonna play this Tool song from 20 years ago. Like, there's no connection. <laughs> and then when we come back, know, we're gonna talk about Kim Kardashian's butt. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Twitter. You know. So again, like, it's just yeah. interesting. Like, I, I don't know the answer. If I did, I'd be a millionaire. You know. But like, it's just interesting to to think about dy- dy- that dynamic and what it says about either the culture that it's kind of situated in mm-hmm. or what a conglomerate thinks about the culture it's situated in. Like these people are stupid. So we're going to give them stupid people music and this city is more cultured. Getting, so we're going to give them people music. But, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you know, that, that's kind of one of the jokes about San Antonio is like, Oh, everybody's like in the past and blah, 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 whatever. You, well, know, you people, know what they say? Keep San Antonio lame. Right. But instead of keep Austin weird, but, but we get the people the that thing. say that are hipsters. And that's what I'm talking about. Those are the people that like, ironically say that because they're like no we're cooler than that but it's cool to say you're lame you know what i mean it's like calling <laughs> yourself a fucking nerd like i get yeah. it but those are the people that like have the strength to to do something different right and i'm i'm sure many of them are and that's the thing it's like the people that kiss is relying on is not the people that think san antonio's lame it's the people that fucking love you know, listening to fucking Van Halen for the one thousandth fucking time and yeah. Tom Sawyer by Rush. Yeah. Like there's people that love that shit and they will pay seventy fucking dollars to go see it. Mario, how come and you're allowed to sing their music but we can't <laughs> play it on guitar? Oh, I wasn't even singing the right lyric. No, I heard you sing Van Halen sing the lyric. Word for word. That was no, a, no, that, no, was that was a not. you that was one third of their of their compositional effort. No. I, I said, pay seventeen thousand dollars. But why is it not allowed? It was Yamaha. That is, I think that is yeah. funny though. That is funny. Why you wouldn't can't they, do that? Wouldn't they be happy that we're promoting them? No. Why? Because they're not making any money off of it. Not directly. What if they get more album sales because people are like, wow, they talked about Bush so much. I went and bought the album. 
Twice. Well, that, <laughs> twice. That, uh, the same album. Twice. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. They got they got the the, the, the digital, remix, the digital the remix, version, uh, the mastered for iTunes and version, the vinyl, and the, the vinyl. CD version, the the hundred and twenty eight dollar no, vinyl not, version that you can music force yourself works. to believe sounds better. Well, well, here's 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 the other question. What's what's to go a little bit deeper into it from a perspective of music in general? Where are you going? I'm not just talking about San Antonio stations or or anything like that, but music sales generally have declined dramatically in the last. Ten years. That's a that's a cultural shift, though. That's not you know. It's want to buy a Tower Records, Eduardo? What's <laughs> <laughs> that from? But th- th- that's kind of what, what I was. What is that from? I don't, I, know. I don't know. Social Network. Uh, oh, saw, nice, nice, nice. Timberlake. Um, but I mean that that that's what I was. I mean, I'm glad you bring that up because that's kind of getting to the point I was looking at with, you know, the I get I guess talking about the people that you're targeting, mm-hmm. the people that have the power to change that, is that. Is, is that thing is like you have a culture and I'm not trying to generalize, but there is, there's a disconnect. Like, yeah. you know, there's a culture of, of, of people that are young people that are growing up where their culture is you don't pay for music. Right. You, even people <laughs> in this room. I, yeah. who, and, as, and it's not, unless about, it's a local band. No, but at the end of the day, like that's the problem. And I'm not, not I'm not chastising you, but I'm chastising yeah. that, that idea of a culture because right. when we're talking about artistry, when you're talking about a band like Radiohead, that's the whole fucking thing. It's like, that's the problem with everything. But that's because, not, but you know why it's the problem? It's not because the musicians are make, not making any money. It's because the fat cats aren't making any money anymore. And they're still trying to drain the same system but, that they... But they don't make money because the people that... People use it as a justification saying, well, I'm not going to make the fat cats line their pockets because the artist only gets 10% of that record sale. So I'm really stealing from the corporation, not from the artist. And that's bullshit. Because the problem is, there back in the day when you bought tapes or the first CDs or you bought tapes in the first CDs... Mm-hmm. You, tracks, you fucking brother. scrounged for the change to go buy the yeah. fucking Tool album yeah, or Pearl Jam 10 or you borrowed it from a friend and that was a different world because even to make a fucking copy of a tape, that was a fucking process. Like you fucking had to sweat and sit there and list, play that shit live mm-hmm. onto a dub tape. You know, you <laughs> spent an hour and a half shit. doing that. It wasn't yeah. this like... Or to make your like, mixtapes. It wasn't this you're checking your email and updating your facebook and then you have a fucking disc there you know yeah and, and that's the thing is like you appreciated shit more yeah i'll you agree, know, I'll th- agree. there was a time and i can i readily admit this because i you know there i have music that i have for free mm-hmm. and there's music a lot of music that i pay for still but one of the consequences of this is i don't know 70 percent 80 90 percent of the lyrics to the songs i love because there's so many songs i love mm-hmm. because there's yeah. so many so much music that i own yeah. I don't know the names of half the songs. And there was a time where I would imagine, for even you guys, you knew the names, the fucking track oh, yeah. number, bef- you knew the fucking lyrics. It was lyrics. before CDs. You know, you knew the, what the liner notes said. You could describe mm-hmm. to someone the art to the album. Yeah. And I, I could probably, and I'm not, pin, I'm saying even myself, like there's probably, you could ask me, well, you know, this album's in your room over there. You're one of your favorite albums. You love this band. You talk about all the time. Describe what's on the cover of their album. And I might be like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, and that to me is part of my responsibility, not as a consumer, but as a as a fan, as an appreciator, right, yeah. or whatever that is of art or what I think art is. Is that's part of my duty? Is their duty is making something that's worthwhile, right? Something they believe in and putting out in the world and trusting that someone's gonna dig. And my duty is to appreciate that or not. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to give it a fair shake. Either I can say I don't want it, I don't care, I'm never gonna listen to it. But if I am, if I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna devote some. <laughs> what is it you're barking at? You know, devote some 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 bit of my of my hard drive space in my brain to to try to. Quit antagonizing him, man. <laughs> Putting him on the mic. Hey, now he's just barking at the mic. You're so cute. You're so cute. But uh. But yeah, I don't know, and I think that that's part of it is that is a it's a collision of cultures where you have yes, you do have these corporations where they're not it's not just a music company, it's a music mm-hmm. company that's a media company that's a appliance company that has yeah. a TV studio and all this, and they have to factor in all this stuff into their books and and decide whether or not this is worth money and whether or not this makes money and if it doesn't then you cut it or whatever, and yes, that's but that's 
reality, right? It's whatever the Wolf of Wall Street is probably about. That's the reality of, of making money in America. And we all know that. So it's yeah. not a fucking surprise. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah. The, the, the fucking fault of it, the, the, the decline of the culture is how people choose to like you know deal with that you know what i mean yeah how you choose to consume it that's your choice yeah and that that will determine the the value and the quality of of the art see i can ignore it you can well if your kid was here crying you'd be able to ignore it it's a thing i can ignore my dog meanwhile people are driving their cars like into walls right now oh my god i'm turning off the podcast there's a dog i thought you guys were in the studio at kiss Where's Nard Dog shitting in my face? <laughs> oh. Studio at Kiss. We're in Studio H. Come on. We're in Studio H. <laughs> well, see, this should prove that we're animal lovers, too, you know? What? <laughs> I, <laughs> I said this should prove that we're animal lovers, too. Well, when, when we're at Michael's house, you know, Bailey's there, too. But Bailey's... Bailey's very well behaved. Baby's very silent. She's the silent partner. She's actually the fourth podcaster. She has a mic in front of her at all times. She just chooses not to. She is the model of good training. To dedicate time. Yeah. Baby. But not really, though, because she's not allowed in the room because she was peeing it. No, that's just so that we don't have to worry about it. Oh, about keeping an eye on her. And, and to be fair, that carpet was probably dealt with by the previous owners. And unless you completely rip it up and put something yeah. new, it and never goes away. It. So it's hard yeah. to blame... A new that's dog coming in to I a house agree. that's already had it. I agree. I completely that's not like room, a, talking yeah. about economics. Come back. We're talking about dog pee. Is this your topic? <laughs> dog pee. Dog pee. Dog pee. Talk about dog food. Dog food. Dog food. Dog food. Dog food. Our run. newest sponsor, Perina One. <laughs> blue buffalo, sir. For all you dogs and bitches out there. Science what? diet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think there's a lot of things that are broken in the music industry in general. Um, I think, I, to a degree, I think artists are suffering. I think fat cats are still finding ways to. But they're supposed to, make to suffer. Money. They're supposed to. They're suffer. supposed to suffer for their art. Ask Van Gogh, man. How much money did he make? None. Exactly. You're supposed you to suffer. Not, you don't, you don't get to be an awesome artist and be rich. That's no, not no, what that's everybody gets. Artists, not that's musician. not the deal. That's not musical artists. That's Any different. kind of artist. No, Any kind. No, it's all the same. No, it's not all the same. I was all listening to uh, Kid Rock. Sid Barrett. How much money did I'm he make a, before he I'm died? I'm not a huge fan of, of uh, Kid Rock music at all. Like I don't think his music's incredible. But um, I was listening to an interview that he was doing. He was talking about you know the industry of music and stuff like that and how he's got a son who is trying to be a rock musician. He's like, no, man, don't don't be a rock musician. You're A, you're never going to be as good as me. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it like you're screwed now because I'm this name and you will always be compared yeah. to that. So, yeah. you know. Set you up for failure. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, Michael Jordan's kids should not play basketball, play a different sport. You know, Gretzky's kids shouldn't try to play hockey. They should do something else. It's just, yeah. you're just in one of those rare situations, you know. And so he was talking about that for one. For two, is that the industry is so different. He's like, he, he was saying how I got in right at the last, mm-hmm. you know, cusp of being able to be part of the old system. Yeah. And he was saying in the old system, you know, where if you were a band, you got signed by a label that, you know, you were given a manager and that person's job was to devote themselves to you specifically. Now, when you get signed to a major, that manager is serving like 10, 15 oh, bands yeah. and their job is not to serve your best interest, but to maximize your profit Profits. potential. And yeah. so, you know, he was saying how right now that they he made a deal with Live Nation where um, the, he doesn't have a manager or an agent or anything like that. It's straight him and Live Nation made a deal straight up. And he said he's charging like $25 tickets. And he said he's making just about the same amount of money as when they were charging 60 or $70 a ticket. <laughs> you know, that that's how much middleman and how much yeah. piece of the pie yeah. is being sent upstream that, you know, really in the, the business model part of it now is that if you want to be a major then you sign with those guys and you accept their ridiculously shitty deal and you make money when your album sells for the 8 millionth time. And that's when you probably start turning a profit or you join an indie label and you're going to make 70% off your album sale, but now distribution is your issue. But I feel like with the digital media, the way it is, it doesn't take a lot to get you spread out there. It takes one song on a really good movie or one cool, you know, viral video that's got a really good music behind it. And that's why you see some bands 
that are unknown names. And when you go see them live, you realize I'm not here alone. There's 2,000 other people filling up stubs. Like when I went to see mm-hmm. Grizzly Bear at Stubbs, filled. The place was sold out. You know, I've seen less people at a Toady show in Austin. And I'm like, how do all these people know this band? They're not on any major radio. They're yeah. an indie band. And some of them have this huge following, you know? And again, if it's good, people will find it. People will seek it out. There's enough people, I think, seeking out stuff that is legitimately good that they want that. That's what they're seeking because their ears, they can hear it. You know, it just, I mean, good is good, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. I think um, in a way, I guess it's good, you know, that it's like this, that way you know, really, really great music can still stand out and it doesn't all sound the same. But, uh, at the same time, it would really be, it'd really be great if there was a little bit more outlets, especially the stuff you're doing with 210, you know, and the stuff you're doing to get, you know, local music, you know, pushed even just within our own community here. Um, it'd really be awesome just to see that take off. That's why I'm so proud and huge supporter of the stuff you do just because, you know, I would love to see that stuff, you know, uh, spread spread more you know yeah. so um, yeah, anyway <laughs>